Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 2415. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. Are you ready to get into the Word again? Well, open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, as we continue in our Back to the Basics series about the foundation principles, or the elementary principles of Christ. Hebrews 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. Again, in review, we have seven foundation stones, six found in Hebrews chapter 6, and the seventh, which I found in 1 Peter 2, 6, which Jesus Christ is our cornerstone. The cornerstone sets all the other stones in our foundation in the Word of God. So we have the cornerstone, Jesus Christ, and then in Hebrews chapter 6, the repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. I've really been enjoying this study. I hope you have too. So as we've learned, we are now studying the doctrine of baptisms, which is plural, and as I stated, I believe there's four New Testament baptisms. It's the baptism of repentance, the baptism into the body, the baptism in water, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I like to explain it this way. The baptism of repentance brings us to Christ. The baptism into the body joins us with Christ. The baptism in water shows us in Christ. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit fills us with Christ. I've got a new way to say that last part. That is that the baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers us in Christ with his spirit. Let's go to Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. John the Baptist is speaking. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Then we find in Luke chapter 24, 49, Jesus was speaking. He says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued, or you are endued, with the power from on high. I like that. Would you like to be endued with power from on high? Well, that's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire is all about. You see, it's subsequent to salvation. It's an additional empowerment, an additional endowment, with power from on high. And we find it in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait 
for the promise of the Father, which he said you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You see, this new endowment, this new empowerment, enables us to become the witnesses that God wants us to be on the earth. And as you can see, in both Luke 24 and Acts chapter 1, verse 4, he says to wait for the promise of the Father. In other words, don't go anywhere. He commanded them not to go anywhere, not to say anything, not to do anything, until they receive this power, which will enable them to walk in the supernatural power of God to be witnesses around the entire world. And it took place in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance take note in verse 4 it says they were filled with the holy spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance this is important because many people think that the holy spirit's going to do the praying for them like he's going to grab their tongue and make them pray but that doesn't happen no it says that as the spirit prompted them to they were filled with the spirit and they began to speak with other tongues after this took place in acts chapter 2 verses 14 through 21 Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a repeat of Romans chapter 10, verse 13. You see, this endowment, this empowerment from God is subsequent to salvation. When we're saved, we get a measure of the Spirit, but we still need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to receive this extra power. Matter of fact, in Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6, it says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We've not so much as heard whether there was a Holy Spirit. You see, this group of folk he met were saved, but they didn't know about the Holy Spirit. They had not yet received this endowment or empowerment from God called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. 
And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 6, And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So you see, these disciples who were already saved had not yet received the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul gave them the further knowledge of that, and then they were filled, and they spoke with other tongues and prophesied. Wow. How do we receive this power in our own lives? There are six things we need to understand to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues. The first thing we must understand is that we must first be saved. Just like we read in Acts 19.2, he said, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said, We have not so much as heard whether there's a Holy Spirit. The second thing that's important for us to know is that if you ask for it, he will give it to you. How do we know? In Luke 11.13, it says, If you then being evil or imperfect, which we all know we are, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Well, that's proof. If you ask him for the Holy Spirit, that's exactly what he'll give you. Number three, we need to understand that we're the ones to do the praying. 1 Corinthians 14.18, Paul says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. What does that mean to us? It means that he's the one who did the speaking. A lot of people think that when they get filled with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit's going to grab their tongue and make them pray. No. Paul said, I thank my God, I speak with tongues. The fourth thing we need to understand is, we will not understand what we're praying. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What did he mean by that? Well, he meant when he did pray, or when he did speak with tongues, he didn't understand what he was saying. Well, what are we saying? Well, that's the next point. The fifth point is, when we pray in other tongues, we're speaking to God. For Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. When we speak in other tongues... We're speaking the mysteries of God, and we're speaking to God and not man. But what are we speaking? And that's the sixth point I'd like to make. When we're praying in other tongues, we're praying God's will. That's found in Romans eight twenty six and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Let me say that last part there. For he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So when we're praying in other tongues, we are praying God's will for the saints. Let's quickly review what we've learned so far. There are four New Testament baptisms. The first one, the baptism of repentance, which brings us to Christ. The second the baptism into the body which joins us with Christ, the third, the baptism in water which shows us as in Christ, and the fourth, the baptism in the Holy Spirit which empowers us with his spirit and the power to work in the supernatural in these end days to preach the gospel all around the world. And there are six things which we must first understand in order to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number one, we must first be saved. Number two, that if we ask God for it, he will give it to us. Number three, that we are the ones who will do the praying as prompted by the Holy Spirit. Number four, we will not understand 
what we're praying. However, number five, we know we're speaking to God the mysteries of heaven. And number six, we're praying God's will for the saints. It's a perfect way to pray. It's how to pray when we don't know what to pray. Many times we don't know what to pray for as we ought. We don't understand the situation fully. When we don't know what to pray, we can pray in other tongues and pray the perfect will of God for any given situation at any time. It's a wonderful gift. I love it. I have to say that this empowerment has been one of the most wonderful things that has ever happened to my life other than being saved itself. Would you like to be filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? Would you like to be filled with power from on high so you can pray at any time, even when you don't know what to pray? Would you like to have the ability to pray for someone when you don't know exactly what the will of God is for them or what can be done? Well, tune in tomorrow, and I'll give the real specifics. We'll give some real facts about how to receive this gift and how to get it working in your life. Until then, you have a great day, and you be blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.